Blog Talk Radio. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
Welcome to Prayer International Radio. This is our Friday night broadcast. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg. For the next hour, two hours, we're here to take your um, calls, take your prayers, intercede for you, intercede on behalf of the nations, spend some time worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ, spend time in the Word of God. So to get kicked off, um, something I just read, Acts chapter 2. Verse 25, for David says concerning him, being Jesus, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. You know, it says in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. <sighs> Something we talk about a lot on here, um, or at least we have on the last six months of this broadcast. And the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. Um, so, what does it mean? In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. Well, you know, um, there's a lot of things that we sometimes assume that we have um, an understanding of. But, you know, the real understanding comes from Jesus Christ. It comes from the revelation of the Holy Spirit. He takes the things of the Father and declares them unto us. takes the heart and the mind of the Father and declares it unto us for those who are willing to listen. He said, my sheep will hear my voice and the voice of the stranger as they will not follow you know, um, some people think they have happiness and they think they have peace, but if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, then you really haven't experienced what it's like. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Um, Jesus said, I know those who are mine and the enemy can't snatch them away. And, you know, there's something about tasting the presence of the Lord. There's something about dwelling in his presence. David said, one thing I've desired that I may dwell in your house all the days of my life, that I may acquire into your temple. You know, in the Old Testament, um, normal men and women couldn't come into the presence of God. Um, from the beginning, from Adam, I mean, not from I me, mean, Adam and Eve had the opportunity, but after them, no one did. Um, except for one man, a high priest, once a year could go into the presence of God. Literally walk into the presence of the King of Kings and the presence of the Almighty One, the God who the Bible says is a consuming fire. And ever since the fall, men have run from the presence of God. They run from the face of God, much like Adam and Eve did after they sinned, afraid to look upon Him, afraid to be in His presence because of the guilt and the shame of the sin that they have. But, you know, we don't live in those times. We don't live according to those laws. Because the Bible says we live in the law of the Spirit. We walk in the Spirit because the Bible says the just shall live by faith. It says the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. You know, it's quite a contrast to the mountain 
of God where Moses went up to receive the word from the Lord where God said that not to allow the people near the mountain because there was fire and smoke and they were deathly afraid and terrified to go near the mountain so they wanted Moses to go up they wanted Moses to pick him they wanted to pick a man and say you go hear the voice of God for me and you know um, we still do that today in a way we um, are, are always looking for that one man to give us the voice of God to hear the voice of God for our lives but you know according to the Bible we don't need to do that anymore why? Because the Bible says we all have open access to the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ, through the veil that was torn. Because, you know, there used to be a veil separating us from God. You know, Jesus said, I didn't say I will pray to the Father for you, but you can ask the Father. Um, Jesus made an open access, it says in Hebrews, it says, to come boldly to the throne of grace in which we are accepted in a time of need. We all have open access to the presence of the living God. Granted, you can't see the presence of the living God. And you may not always be able to feel the presence of the living God. What you must understand is he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. The psalmist said, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Anywhere you go, he's there. And... horrible thing to lose the ability to enter into the presence of God, and there are far too many people who run away from it, who run away from the presence of God, mainly because of their own perception, their own belief that they're not worthy to be in His presence, but the Bible says that He has forever perfected those who are being sanctified. It says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, not through our own works not through anything we could have done, not through our own ability to save ourselves or to redeem ourselves or to make ourselves righteous. The Bible says our, all our righteous acts are, acts are like filthy rags. But it's through Jesus and Him alone. In Him I will trust. In Him I have security. In Him He is my shelter. He is my fortress, my refuge in a time of need. He is my joy. He is my peace. He is my strength. He is my song. He is my joy. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. You know, whatever you're going through, whatever things that are happening, where you feel like the enemy has taken your joy, or you feel like there's just nothing to be joyful about, well, what there is is the presence of the living God. There is the ability and the privilege that you have, even if nobody has ever told you, to go into the presence of God, to sit before Him. The Bible says to be still and know that I am God, to place your mind and your heart upon Him, to focus your attention upon Him, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who is the beginning and the end. He who's the first and the last. You're our Savior, our Redeemer. Our Master, our Lord. Our Father. You know, the Bible says He has adopted us as children by Christ Jesus to Himself. 
fulfilling and peace is the mystery that he had predestined before the foundation of the world that we should be chosen in him that we should be found in him holy without spot or blemish that we would be accepted into the kingdom of the father it says we are no longer strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone who has reigned victorious over death, hell, and the grave you know, I'm going to read that again um, and I'll back up and, you know, after the day of Pentecost Peter full of the Holy Spirit Peter who was just a man like everybody else Peter who had just recently denied the Lord out of fear um but you know the Lord the Lord knows we're gonna have weakness. He said, Peter, after you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Because you know, even through adversity, his strength is sufficient. But it says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised up his voice and said to them, Men of Judea, and all of you who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, said God, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heavens above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon into blood, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whomever Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He said, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man, attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands and crucified, having put him to death, whom God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that, it, that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand, that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him 
that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God. And having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore let all of the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off and as many as our Lord our God will call. As many received him. You know, it says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, after Peter stood up and said this, the men around, it says, were cut to the heart and they said, Peter, what do we do? And he said, Repent, turn from your wicked ways, turn from your sins. The same message the Father has been speaking from the beginning. Turn your heart toward me. Return to me and I will return to you. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Believe in me, have faith in me, trust me. Place your hope in me. And I will show you things that you do not know. That's what he said in Jeremiah 33. 3. He said, call upon me and I will answer you. And show you great and mighty things you know not of. It says it again later on in the New Testament. It says, for I has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. So tonight... You know, I don't know what your situations are. I don't know what you're struggling with. But I do know that there is a, an answer. There is a way. There is freedom. There is victory. Jesus came to loose the prison doors. Jesus came to proclaim to you freedom. To proclaim to you salvation. If you will just turn to him. Lay aside all the things of this world, all the cares, all the desires that have held you back. And turn your heart toward Jesus. Turn your mind. Turn your focus on Him. Maybe you've never left the Lord. Maybe you have always trusted Him. But maybe you're dealing with something tonight that you seem, that to you seems like an immovable obstacle. A mountain that you don't think you could ever climb or that you may never be able to get over. Well, the Bible declares that you can speak to that mountain and declare it to be removed in the cast in the sea, and it would. He said, if you will just have faith as the size of a mustard seed. You know, Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. 
You know, in the Old Testament, there was a man who was battling. And he looked up at the sun and commanded it to stay still so that he could have victory over the enemies of God. And the sun stood still. Even when death had had taken and buried Lazarus, Jesus called out with a loud voice for Lazarus to come forth and him who was dead and buried for three days was loose from the bonds of death, loose from the grave and brought forth into life. You know, Jesus has come to bring you life. He said, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. It's the enemy who comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. If you want life, there's no other life but the Lord Jesus Christ. Our call in number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you would like prayer for anything whatsoever, please give us a call. If you can't make it to a telephone call, a tel- to a telephone, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. We're going to take a couple-minute break. And we'll be right back. I hear a roar out of Zion. I hear a cry saying, send you to four. I see dark clouds, but I see a light. I see an army of warriors. I hear a voice saying, can these dry bones live? Can these dry bones live? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Can these dry bones live? Yes, they can. Yeah. 
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. If you need prayer for something, please, please, please give us a call. You know, um we believe in prayer. Um mainly because the Bible says it. And, but also because every one of us, um, on this team and Many of our listeners have experienced the hand of God moving and answering prayer. You know, sometimes prayers aren't always answered exactly the way we expect them, and sometimes they are. Um, some of us have had the privilege of seeing God perform amazing, amazing miracles. Um, but, you know, it's part of a lifelong process the Lord goes through with us to demonstrate to us his loving kindness and to demonstrate to us his faithfulness to to be more precise to get it through our heads that he will never leave it, leave us nor forsake us you know um, there's so many scriptures that talk about interceding before the father you know Abraham did it for Sodom and Gomorrah interceded stood face to face with the Lord and interceded on behalf of people he didn't even know. And even to this day, we still intercede in front of the Father, making sure the fires on the altar are always burning, making sure we're always in prayer, always before his face. You know, the Bible says the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals it first to his servants, the prophets. And, you know, the Bible says that your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And... You know, Paul said that um, to desire spiritual gifts, um, but mainly that you could prophesy. But even prophecy without love means nothing. Um, you know, when we come into prayer with the Lord, it really, you know, people have asked me about um, what you pray and what you say. But, you know, it really doesn't matter. You know, at times in the Bible, you could just say, you could, there's scriptures where someone would say, Lord God, you know, and that would be enough. You know, sometimes it's enough to just say, Lord, whatever you want, have your will be done. But you know, it's not just enough to say, Lord, have your will be done. It's, it doesn't become enough until you trust him and are willing to allow his will to be done. You know, sometimes we ask the Lord God to do things, and we ask the Lord God for things. But then when he attempts to get us into the place to give us those things, we start struggling and fighting against him. Because the journey to get to the miracle is not always what we're expecting. Sometimes we want things really quick, and we don't always get things really quick. Um, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Um we have a couple prayer requests tonight um, for Rodney and for John. Um, both were homeless, I believe. One of them was just given an apartment from us, no money, um, a lot less than what I pay. And everything's paid, um, completely um, provided for by the Lord. Um, but, you know, the Lord's a provider, and the Lord will spend every day of your life 
trying to convince you and to show himself to you, to show you his character, to show you that he is a man of his word, a God of his word. So, Father, let's just start this off. God, and we just want to say that you are beyond comprehension. As the song says, too beautiful for comprehension or marvelous in words. Too wonderful for comprehension. You really are. Father, every minute of every day, every breath that we breathe, Lord, is because of you. Everything we have, our lives themselves, are because of you. Father, we desire to know you in a deeper way, Lord. Father, we just desire to know you. We desire that you would reveal yourself to us through your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, that you would take this word and make it alive in us. Speak to us the words of Jesus. Show us Jesus as the two men walking up to the disciples said, Sirs, we wish to see Jesus. Holy Spirit, that's what we desire tonight. We desire to see Jesus. Father, we desire that the world come to the knowledge of your Son so they can experience the joy and peace that comes through a relationship and through knowing their Savior, knowing the love of God. Father, um, for these two men, for Rodney and for John Lord, you know exactly every detail about these two, Lord. You know every atom that comprises their beams. Father, you know every hair on their heads, Lord. So, Father, knowing you, knowing that your word declares, and you have said that you are a provider, and that you would never leave us nor forsake us, Father. Lord, those of us who are listening right now, and us in the studio, Father, we come together with you, Father, to agree with you upon your word that you're a provider. Lord, asking that you would provide for both of these men, Lord. Supernaturally, Father, you would set up divine encounters, Father. Bring people to their doorsteps, Lord, to provide for them, to grant them shelter, Father, to grant them food and safety, Lord. Father, that you would reveal yourself to them even in their current situation, Lord. That you would show yourself strong in their lives, Father. Your word says that your grace is sufficient and your strength is made perfect in our weakness. You know, sometimes some of us feel really weak at times, Lord, which is good. That we can trust you, Father. And trust you with everything. Lord, whether we're um, at the bottom of the valley or at the top of the mountain, Lord, we still know your word declares that you will never leave us nor forsake us. You said to be strong and of good courage, for you are with us wherever we go. And that alone is sufficient for us. Father, you asked Solomon what he wanted in a dream. And he said he wanted wisdom. Well, Father, for those who are listening tonight, I'm not going to ask for wisdom. Because your word already says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And that you will give to all liberally and without reproach. But, Father, I'm asking that we can know you, Lord, 
as Moses stood before you. And he said, If we have found grace in your sight, Lord, show us now your way that we can know you. Holy Spirit, that you would reveal to us the risen Savior, that you can reveal to us this Jesus who has been made our high priest, who has been seated and is seated for eternity at the right hand of God, who lives to make intercession for us. The chief cornerstone, the head of this body that you said you were building up for a dwelling place of your spirit. Our bridegroom, Father. Lord, Father, we ask that your hand would move across this nation, Lord, and every nation, Father, from one end of this globe to the next. Jesus, that you would show yourself strong through signs and wonders, Lord, that you would raise up harvesters to send out, send out laborers into your fields, Father, to water, to sow, to plant. Father, grant them boldness, Lord, to speak those things as they should. Grant them boldness to proclaim your word. For your word declares that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, Lord. Your word also declares that the Holy Spirit would follow us, confirming your word with signs and wonders. So, Father, we ask and thank you for confirming your word tonight among those who are listening, Lord. Your word said if we would ask anything in your name, Jesus, you said you would do it. And you said if we know that you hear us, we know we have the petitions we ask. Lord, so right now for anybody in the audience who is suffering with anything, Father, whether it's some type of bondage, Lord, whether it's some kind of sickness, some kind of illness, Father, whether it's some kind of depression or anxiety, Lord, Father, I ask, Lord, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, that you would bring them into perfect peace, that you would show them the peace that surpasses all understanding, joy inexpressible and full of glory. Bring them into your presence, Father. Bring them into your dwelling place, for your word declares that in your presence there is fullness of joy. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we command every spirit of sickness to leave these children of God right now in your name, Father. Your word says that by your stripes we are healed, Lord. So right now, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, we command every spirit of sin, I mean, every spirit, I don't know why I'm even saying that. So, Lord, whatever bondages they have, Father, or may have, Lord, whatever iniquity, has trapped them, Father. We command them to be loose in the name of Jesus Christ. We rebuke the spirit of the enemy that would enslave the children of God. For your word said that you have set us free through your your blood, Lord. So I pray right now you would open their eyes and open their ears, Lord. Reveal to them, Lord, their true nature as new creations of Christ Jesus. Reveal to them that they are no longer held back and no longer shackled. They have freedom through your blood, Lord. Father, we rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command that you have no right to afflict the children of God. Father, thank you for freedom. Thank you for deliverance now. 
Father, for any of those who are sick, Lord, wherever it is in their body, Lord. Father, every spirit of cancer go right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every tumor, every tumor go in the name of Jesus Christ. We command you to be gone in the name of Jesus. Father, for every person who has a bone and bone affliction or something wrong with their bones in any manner, Father. Lord, whatever is wrong in their legs, Father, I ask you right now, through your blood, Father, through your Holy Spirit, to completely and totally restore them. Father, supernatural miracle, restorative miracle right now, Lord. Father, complete and total restoration in your name, Father. Father, anybody who's suffering with any type of back any type of back pain, Lord, I pray that you would loose them and straighten their back right now in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, complete and total healing. Father, and we give you the glory, Lord. It doesn't belong to us, Jesus. It doesn't nothing, no glory, no honor will ever belong to us, but it all belongs to you. For you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the author and finisher of our faith, our high priest and counselor, the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundation of the world, Jesus. And Father, we give you glory and honor for what you have done, Lord, and what you're doing in these people's lives, Lord, for revealing yourself to them, Lord, for drawing them into your presence, Father, for giving them understanding and wisdom, Father, Father, we ask that you would give them discernment, Lord. That as it says in Joel, that they would, that your sons and daughters would prophesy. They would see visions. They would have dreams, Lord. That you would speak to them in the day, Father. And that you would speak to them in the night, Lord. Open the heart, open their hearts, Father. Father, increase their ability to hear your voice, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, this is Prayer International Radio. Our call in number is 619-638-8458. We're going to take a quick break, really quick break, just probably like one song, and then we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number is 619-638-8458. Just a, just a quick message, um, which many of you already know. We moved our show up to 9 o'clock, so our new start time is at 9 p.m. every night, um, mainly to give room to many of the other people on Blog Talk Radio who have shows on the 10 o'clock hour. Um, you know, it's like Chris always says, um, it's the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, that dwells in each one of us, the same anointing that dwells in us, doesn't matter who you are, um, as it says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, and the, it says the Holy Spirit is our to guarantee, he is a guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. You know, um, sounds a little awkward, but um, when I was growing up, and um, well, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't actually start going to church until a lot later, um, after I got saved. But, you know, I remember in Sunday school, they used to always um, tell you that Jesus was in your heart, um, which for the most part is true, but really Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us and the Holy Spirit is in our heart um, <laughs> because we're filled with the Holy Spirit of the living God. And you know, that alone it's one of those things that I don't think we really ever stop to think about. You know, it says in the beginning the world was out form and darkness was on the face of the earth. And it's the Spirit of God was moving over the waters. And God spoke and said, let there be light. And there was light. You know, I remember one time, um, I'll tell a couple of stories here. Um, we'd actually decided, me and Chris, we're only going to do an hour-long broadcast, but leave it open in just case we go over. So tonight we'll probably go over. Um, so I can tell a couple of stories. But, you know, when I um, was a little child... Um, really young um, I didn't necessarily grow up in a Christian home I grew up in a home with people my parents who were amazing wonderful parents um, the only ones I had um, and they used to watch um, church on television and they would always talk about how you have to be really good if you ever want to make it into heaven um, there wasn't really any talk about grace or the righteousness that comes through faith. Um, but I remember when I knew the Lord and um, started my relationship with Him um, and started interceding and learning about prayer and intercession and interceding for peoples and nations and before I even knew what I was really doing. And honestly, sometimes I still don't think I know what I'm doing. But I know what the Bible says and so I sort of leave it at that. But I remember one time I actually had a big closet, and so back then everybody talked about getting in your prayer closet. So I would go, and before school I would actually go, and sometimes, and even at night I would go, and I'd like crawl into this big, huge closet and turn the lights off and just try to focus on the Lord and pray, and it ended up being more worship than prayer. And I think I built our relationship with the Lord not through prayers, but through worship, because I knew who He was. Because I knew that he was everything. 
Um, but it's the knowledge that only comes through revelation of the Holy Spirit. As Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? And they would say, well, some say this and some say this. And, you know, people in the world are always going to say something about the Lord Jesus. Usually never good. But then he always stops and he's going to always say, well, who do you say I am? And Peter said that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Well, I remember this one night I was in my prayer closet, and I guess I had really started to break through into spiritual warfare, because all of a sudden I got really afraid. Um, and I know the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. But I sat there, and all of a sudden I could just sense all the the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places that... Paul talks about in um, Ephesians. And next thing you know, I had my one of my first visions. I think it was like my second ever. And um, the first one when I was really young, and I've, I think I told this when we started the broadcast six months ago, but um, I was sitting reading this old family Bible, and I saw, I was just reading it, and all of a sudden it said Paul called to be an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, um, called for the gospel. And then after the word gospel, it had parentheses, and it said G-O-S-P-E-L, and it had God offers sinful people eternal life. And then end of the parentheses. And, you know, I looked at that family Bible, and I've told this story before, but I looked at that family Bible many times after that, trying to figure out where I saw that at. It's not there anymore. Um, so somehow God took those words and transformed them and showed me that when I was still a kid before I had actually said any kind of formal prayer. Because, you know, God's not about formalities. God's about relationship. And um, But anyway, so the second vision I had, um, trying to intercede and starting to realize the immensity of the battles that we face. Because, um, you know, Paul said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Um, the world the world does. The world will war and fight, and it's always about what they can see, what they can sense, what they can feel, and unable and, or to believe in anything they can't see with their own eyes. But the spiritual realm being more real than we know than the physical realm. And, you know, Paul said we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And the rulers of the darkness of this age, the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Um, and I started to sense that next thing you know, I saw this vision of the earth. I hadn't even been reading Genesis, and all of a sudden I saw the earth. And next thing you know, I saw the Holy Spirit over the earth, just like flowing, moving over the earth. And there was such a sense of peace and joy. And realizing that he was there, that he's in control, more powerful than we could ever imagine him being God himself. And, you know, at that moment, everything was okay. You know, it's sort of like when he said to Joshua, he said, Only be strong and have good courage, for I am with you wherever you go. And... You know, since the beginning, God's never left me. Since the beginning, God's never left you. Um, wherever you are, whatever you do, He's there. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. 
And you know, a, re- a relationship with God is, is quite easy. It's just realizing that He's there. And if He's there, realizing you can talk to Him. Realizing that He's always there wanting communion with you. <laughs> you know, we intercede and we pray, not so we can get bigger cars. Um, though sometimes it's nice to have things. But Paul said, I've learned to be content in all things. You know, um, Jesus said one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. Um, because the world is going away. But the Bible says he who does the will of God abides forever. And, you know, what really matters is what you do with the time that you have. You know, there's a story of a master in the Bible who had given each of his servants talents. And then he went away. And when he came back, he wanted an account of what they did with their talents. And the ones who used their talents received more. And the ones who didn't use it, well, what they had was taken away. You know, we all have talents. Um, some of us don't realize them, and some people do. Um, but each one of us have talents to be used for the Lord. And, in fact, everything you have um, belongs to Him. Um, I was at work the other day, and some guys were talking about um, different religions. And, you know, there's always people out there who don't really know the Word of God, who proclaim the Word of God, and try to speak the Word of God. Um, and sometimes they get it wrong. And he's like, well, you know, if you're... If you're a Christian, you have to give 15% of everything you own to God. And that's the way that goes. And it's like, you know what? I wanted to correct him, and then I didn't. Um, because it would have gotten into one of those arguments that the Bible says we don't need to get into. And sometimes um, a few seconds of prayer can make more of an impact than all the words you could ever proclaim. But you know, and I thought about it. You know, in the Old Testament, they would tie the tenth of their income. Um, signifying that everything belonged to him, and the first fruits of all our increase belonged to him, and which is what the tithe is. But you know, in reality, um, it says that um, after the resurrection of Jesus, that got to a point where the disciples and the people who followed him, um, they didn't have anything of their own. Everything they had belonged to everybody, because you know, in reality, everything we have belongs to him. Our very lives, our very bodies, our houses, our families, everything is His. Because He purchased us with a very great price, which was His blood. Redeemed us from the hands of the enemy. And declared us righteous, declared us perfect, declared us chosen. And placed us inside His family. And our inheritance, and gave us an inheritance in Him. And... You know, our inheritance isn't here on this earth. Our inheritance is in heaven. Because it says we're citizens of heaven. And he has a place for us. And so everything we do, all our talents, are not for ourselves. They're for him. They're to bless him. They're to reach out to the world that's lost and civil as know him. Um, every day more and more I realize the immensity of those out there who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, who may have never heard of the name of the Lord. And yet we, who have been privileged to know him, 
hear his name every day. But yet there are people out there who've never heard the name of the Lord. There's people out there who know that there's salvation through Jesus Christ. There's people out there struggling with um, addictions and struggling with sicknesses and illnesses and struggling with depression and whatever. But they don't know that the door has been opened and there's no prison cell that can really hold them. And that all they have to do is come to the Lord. And he proclaims the way. You know, as far as what I mean by that is, you know, um, people who are struggling with addictions and whatever, it's like they're in prison, but there's really no prison doors, but they're in darkness. So they can't see the way out. You know, Jesus came to give us light. He says he's the light of men. And he came to proclaim the way of um, the way out of the prisons. And um, But he said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He is the way of freedom. He is the way of hope. He is the way of peace. Um, and the life. The fullness of life that man can possibly comprehend through him and for him. Everything because of him. Anyway, um, this is Prayer International Radio. We're going to probably wrap it up now. Um, once again, tomorrow night we'll be back on at um, 9 p.m. Um, so please join us. And if you need prayer in the meantime, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com or you can come visit us on Facebook or Twitter because I think we're pretty much in all those places. Um, so Lord Father thank you for these who Know you Lord Father I pray you would increase their heart's ability To receive your love Lord And that you would reveal your love even more to them Father You would reveal to them Your desire for their lives Father You would reveal to them Your desire for intimacy with them Lord That you would open their spiritual eyes and open their spiritual ears to discern your presence, to discern the leading and the moving of your Holy Spirit in their lives, Father. That you would speak to them, Father. Father, that you would give them every spiritual gift, Lord. Increase the spiritual gifts they already have, Lord. Whether it's words of knowledge or prophecy or whatever, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way in their lives, Father. Lord, let your will be done in their lives, Lord. Your word has declared that you have a plan and you have a purpose, and you said you're going to complete that purpose until the day of Christ, Father. You said that you are transforming us into the image of your Son, Lord. Be that we are being renewed day by day, Father, transformed, glory to glory, Lord. And so, Lord, I just thank you. Father, and I pray that joy for them the joy that is inexpressible and full of glory, Lord. Peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord. That you would reveal to them how to walk in your grace, Lord. How to walk in your strength, Father. How to walk in your joy, Lord. How to walk in your rest, Lord. Teach them your rest, Father. Teach them to rest in you. Teach them to trust in you, Father. Father, as always, Lord, we give you worship, Father. We give you everything. Father, every breath, because of you, Jesus. So, 
Father, we present ourselves to you, Lord, as living sacrifices, asking for you to be glorified. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. 